Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the Lobot Podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm depressed. I hit you with that as a surprise. Yeah, I didn't expect that. <laughs> we are back at the bachelor pad. We are back at the trap house. We are back at the... The crack den. Crack den. It's been a couple of weeks, right? Has been, yeah. We missed last week. Doesn't um, feel like it. It doesn't. I just... Usually when we go week to week, it feels longer. Yeah. But you've been away for a couple of weeks. Um, no. <laughs> I started a new job. So yeah. last you... weekend was super busy for me. You've been away from me. Yes, yes. Yep. I am uh, one of the store managers in a new store in LA called Subtype. Yep. Uh, which is a streetwear and high-end like fashion luxury store. Yep. If you're into bad and bougie stuff. Uh, yeah, come through. I'm in Rundle Street. Come through, say hi. Um, but I will have every Saturday off now. So we can record the pod every set Saturday, which yep. would be great. Which is today, great. Saturday. Which is today, Beautiful. Saturday the blah, 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 of June. <laughs> I don't yeah, know what shit, I don't even know what today's date is. 19th? 19th it is. 19th. It is the 19th. Hell yeah. Saturday the 19th of June. And we just watched two games today. Yes. Game sixes of Philly Atlanta. Yep. And uh, Clippers and Utah. Yes. So we'll recap what we missed last week. Uh, a, a wise man once said, Sun's in four. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, he was correct. My Denver Nuggets got knocked out. Swept. Not knocked out. Swept. They got swept. Let's say it right for the people. They got swept. And, you know, look, it is what it is. Nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can do about it. Ron, I think lost first round, you made it to the second round. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, it is what We're it is. We're missing our second best player. Jokic put up great numbers still. Oh, MVP numbers. On, MVP numbers. Say. Yeah. yeah. Um, it happens. Uh, we talked about Lakers leaving. That was two weeks ago. Yeah, they, they straight up left. They straight up yeah. just left. Nothing um, we can do about it. What else happened second round? It was interesting. First round. Yeah, first. We, we, we just we recapped the first round two weeks ago. Second, oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, well, it's been so long, man. It's been so long. Don't so, leave me so long next so, time. Uh, we'll we'll talk about the two series we watched today. Yes, and then we'll talk about the two series that are still potentially going. yeah series going on potentially upcoming. There's yep. going to be a lot of stuff. Um, the first game today, which I guess is what we'll start with, because mm-hmm. that was the mm-hmm. least anticlimactic out of the two games, is Game Six of Atlanta versus Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, so I'd Philly, say it was the most anticlimactic. That was the anticlimactic one out of yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, that's you what said, I said. Did you, I say most anticlimactic? No, it is the most anticlimactic. Yeah. Oh, so I said least. You said least. Least. Sorry, the yeah, least yeah. dramatic. The least I dramatic. Probably yeah, what the, I should have said. Clippers one was probably because um, yeah, yeah. No, no one went home today. There's going to be a game seven in a couple of days, probably. Yeah, for Philly Atlanta. But Philly won 105 to 99. Yeah. They started off struggling a little bit. Yep. Um, they made Embiid's life hell. Yeah. yeah. Double teamed the moment he got the ball. But he's um, too big. He ended up being too big. They had a lot of help from Maxi. They had a lot of help from their bench. Um, Atlanta, apart from Trey, struggled mm. to get it going. Kevin Herter mm. had a good game. Yeah. Um, but uh, Philly just got him across the line. Today. I'll, I'll go through the stats quickly. So... Philly ended up with the win. Tobias Harris, 24 points, five rebounds, two assists. That's pretty decent for a Tobias game. His efficiency mm-hmm. wasn't really there, but it's not bad. He played good defense. The fact that he got above 20 points at all is probably what you need yeah, at this point, honestly, yeah. especially when Ben when, Simmons is going to get six points. And Danny Green's out. No, Danny Green is one of your defensive anchors as well. Um, ben Embiid, 22 points, 13 rebounds. It's a bit of a disappointing game for Embiid. It We've is. seen Embiid go for 35, 40 points and 15, 16 rebounds. Yeah. But it got the job done. Got That's the job the done. Thing. They made life difficult for him. They did. But it was, at a certain point, it was just like Embiid's too big for these guys. Yeah. Really is too big. I know going into this series, it was 
Clint Capella can somewhat contain Joel Embiid because it's another big body that knows how to anchor a defense around mm-hmm. the rim, which is where Joel Embiid excels, but no. And even when they got the really swap wasn't. onto John Collins, it just like exacerbates that issue. Of, yeah. John Collins is a big dude, but he's like 6'10 and kind of thinner, yeah, especially compared to Embiid. Yeah, Embiid's so, clearly the biggest guy on the court yeah. for both teams available. Um, Seth Curry, Mr. Reliable, 24 points, um, was absolutely phenomenal. He's been one of the key guys... This whole playoff. Yeah, for this whole run. this whole year. Yeah. Like Seth Curry gets overshadowed a lot. Yep. Obviously by his brother because <laughs> it's kinda hard not to. But Seth Curry is a damn good player. Really good player. Um and Great it's a really, player. really good thing they have him. Because I remember it was last year, they didn't really have a, a go-to ball handler or, or or shot creator because he's not a he's not a great shot creator, but he'll sh- he'll shoot a shot. Yeah, and it will likely he go can, in. He can create. He, he can cut. He can yep. create his own three sometimes. He's not. He's not a Joe Harris where it's I'm going to shoot three and that's it. Yeah, Seth Curry can run. He, off he's going to run off ball as well. Yeah, which um, is gets it from his brother. Who yeah, would have thought. Yeah, like. Yeah, Seth Curry's very, very good. Really, really good. Can slot into nearly any team. He's one yep. of those guys you could find a spot from on any team. Yes, I am a big fan of... of He'll be in the Seth league for Curry. a long time uh, as well. Seth Curry, sorry. Um, Tyrese Maxey, like you said, 16 points, seven rebounds, one assist. He was um, doing a lot today. Really, really good. There were times on defense where he looked phenomenal. Yeah. He, he brought the energy that they lacked, especially without Danny Green on the defensive end. Because uh, the other thing about Danny Green, if he's not hitting his threes, he's hitting it up on defense. Yeah. And that's kind of what Maxey was doing today. So 16 points is pretty good for Maxey. Pretty good for a guy coming off the bench yeah. is what, his second year? Something like that. He's, he's a young, youngin. Yeah. Um, but that, good day for second year players. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to touch on that soon. Yeah. But um, that pretty much wraps it up for Philly. No crazy games. Yeah. Everyone we, we kind of played a mediocre we game. Sec- end of the, we missed the third quarter. Yep. And that we was, were, that was we a big comeback food. for Philly. We were out yeah. getting food. Yeah. Um, we came back towards the fourth. We came back at the fourth quarter. Mm. And yeah, it was good. It was a bit anti-climax. We didn't have the big, like, grand ending, like mm. in the other game. But that then we again, wanted, yeah. You know. um, so for Atlanta, um, Kevin Herter, K-Dog, Killer Kev. Killer Kev. Whatever you want to call him. 17 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists. Had a great night. Really good night. He was lighting it up. He was playing the Seth Curry role. And very some people are like, oh, 17 points, that's not a great night. For, for Kevin Herter, a guy you don't Herter. expect to get that, he was hitting shots at clutch times. Also against one of the best perimeter defensive teams in the league. It's true. And he plays on the perimeter. That's yes, what he, he does. is. So Kevin Herter, 17 points, 11, 11 rebounds. Really I wish we good. had his percentage there because I swear he shot yeah. very well. No, he, he was very, very efficient. Um, it was him and Trey Young, which were really lining it up in that first half of the game, oh, yeah. especially. Going into halftime, it was like out of the out of the land, it was like 52 points. Kevin Herter and Trey Young had like 51 of them. Yeah. They had like, no, 35, they had like 35, 35 of the 36. 51 points. Yeah, it was crazy. Which is insane. Um, yeah, uh, absolutely insane. Um, John Collins had a disappointing night, seven rebounds, 10, uh, 10 rebounds, zero assists. Um, but he's not, there's going to be days where he doesn't show up. He's not on that level as, you know, Trey Young and Joel Embiid yeah. or whatnot. Not yet. Clint Capella, 14 points, 11 rebounds. Catching lobs. But he had... Slapping out rebounds. He has to exhaust Embiid. That's his job. That's his job. Know? And that, he's, that's he's, all it is. he did well. Gallinari, 16 points. Yeah. Gallo um, showed he, up. He did, but he also didn't look like... We, we mentioned it while we were watching him. He turned down a lot of shots. He didn't look like that vet that we usually know yeah, him there's as. Yeah, there's a couple times where we saw Gallo. It's like... Why did he pass up that shot? Yeah. There's been times where even last season where he was on OKC, he just wouldn't hesitate. Yeah. It was so, really weird. Strange. Strange. Yeah. Um, and then the, the main one is Trey Young. 34 points, five rebounds, 12 assists. He is a superstar 
in the league at this point, especially yeah. when it comes to playoff time. Yeah. He's proven that he can take his team through the playoffs. Whether they win this game seven or not, which is up, upcoming in a few days, doesn't matter. He's <clears> playoff proven. Yeah. And it's, I, I said this last episode where this is my favorite series mm-hmm. of the playoffs so far because the Philly crowd, the Atlanta crowd, Embiid and Trey Young, they all feed into each other. These teams feel like dogs. Like it feels like a dog fight. It feels like really these teams are going to bark at each other. Yep. It's going to be scrappy. Yeah. And and it's cool because Atlanta, not Atlanta, Philly were always meant to be at this point. Yeah. You know, they made it very close a uh, year prior and year prior to that. Um, but they've always were meant to be. This was the Philly that we're meant to see mm-hmm. and we're getting it again. So it's cool to see that. The fans love to see that. We're seeing the best Embiid we, we get to see. Um, obviously not tonight. He, he was a good Embiid, but it's not the best Embiid. Yeah. Um, but then with Atlanta, we're seeing probably the biggest underdog in the playoffs right now. The Yeah, the biggest underdog yeah. of the playoffs. Yeah. They People had them missing the playoffs at certain points, but they're one game away from making the conference finals in the Eastern yeah. Conference. It's and absolutely insane. You said it. We doubted Lloyd Pierce. We were wrong about yes. the Lloyd that Lord is the Lloyd Pierce, Nate McMillan yeah. situation. I want to say that's potentially the biggest thing I've been wrong about. Yeah. In my time following the NBA, we, you and I both were really confident in Lloyd Pierce. He just needed time. The team was injured throughout his tenure as the head coach. But the moment Nate McMillan got this team, he different turned it around and made it completely different. Different, different. We team. are sorry, Nate McMillan. We are sorry. I will submit my apology form to yeah. Nate McMillan personally. Yeah. Um, just fly me out to you. Yeah, fly <laughs> I'll me out to you personally. And put me up in a hotel. I'll give you the apology. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it to you at game seven. Just get me get me a courtside seat. I'll give you my apology form if you make it to the conference finals. <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's been insane. I think that's one of the biggest things. I've been praising all these players, especially Trey Young throughout this run. But Nate McMillan, he's proven to be able to make changes throughout certain runs to counter Philly. Turn this team around. Um, doing the best he can to combat Joel Embiid. And the and trying to get an offense going with Trey Young when they've got the best the best defensive scheme committed to stop Trey Young. Yeah, you know Trey Young has the skill set, but he's also got a coach behind him that exactly. understands that, and it's absolutely beautiful watching this team become what it is. Um, they feel like a complete. This is like we talked yeah. about them in the offseason, how they had an A plus in the offseason, and this yeah. is this it's is showing. sort of the potential we thought that we could this see from them. And Nate McMillan has it. unlocked that and it's great. Yeah, it's great. Absolutely. Like they've even got the Lou wheel yeah. when they need it. Um, didn't, didn't show up today. Didn't play too well, um, but didn't matter. I don't even think he, did he even he play? Played. He played. Maybe he was yelling at the refs about something. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And he kept uh, missing mid-range zero shots. points. Yeah. He kept missing mid-range shots. Yes. Um, that's why I didn't think he played. He only played 11 minutes. That's fine. Um, that's yeah, fine. He didn't play they much. Didn't, they, he wasn't feeling it today, and that's fine. It happens. It's, it's him and like Jordan Clarkson, these these scoring sixth men. It's when they're feeling it. Yeah, Jordan Clarkson. Will. And Jordan Clarkson was feeling it today. Should, but... we, should we move on to the Utah Clippers? I just, is, there, is there any other closing thoughts about this Atlanta oh, series? I'm going to hold my load real quick. I just want it before, because there are only two games today. So the I load wanna, of sadness. I'm going to edge for a bit. Um, ah! <laughs> Um, so this Philly Atlanta game quickly, who do you think is going to win game seven? Wholeheartedly, who do you think is going to win game seven? Philly. Philly. I think Atlanta. And I don't know why. I just feel Trey Young has been this weird enigma. This team has no all-stars. I mean, technically they do in in Trey Young, but he wasn't an all-star this year. And we know why he deservedly didn't deserve an all-star this year, but no all-stars, complete underdogs. And generally... You know, every now and then something weird happens throughout a playoff run. And this is, they're the weird thing mm-hmm. that happens. 
Um, and it still looks like, despite getting Doc Rivers, who I don't think is the best playoff coach, um, Philly still look a bit weird offensively and defensively. Ben Simmons yeah. is an absolute negative on offense. On a half-court offense. It's really disappointing at this point. And I know we were talking about it before, so if it was to you and I, if it was a bit... Um, shitty to talk about him again, but you know we got a podcast. We haven't done it in front of the camera yet. No, um, a lot of things happen that are on camera that we got to talk about. So um, Ben Simmons had he I'd, look. What does that mean? It's a I don't know what it means. I'm really tired. Um, how do you feel about Ben Simmons? Also, I just want to say we've I don't think we've ever done a podcast at three p.m. before. Is it three p.m.? <laughs> I thought it was like twelve. No. Oh it's my. Three p.m. Dude. All right. It was past my bedtime. Um, how do you feel about Ben Simmons as a whole? Great full court player. He's one of the most switchable defenders we've ever seen. Yep. He was my pick for defensive player of the year this season, and I sit, I stand by that. Yep. Doesn't work at all in a half court offense with his current skill set. And half court offense is like sixty percent of an NBA game. Yeah, some would wager even more sometimes. Yeah, it depends on the team and how yeah. you run it. It's like at sixty least. to. 60 to 75. Yeah. You know, it's a um, lot. And it, on full court, in transition, nigh unstoppable. With two guys running with him. Can't stop him. Can't stop it. But if you're not running full court transition, he's a, he's a liability out there. Mm-hmm. He, he really get a is. replacement player. It, it started as Ben Simmons. This isn't, this isn't us cheating on Ben Simmons. But I, pra- I just praised him, essentially. We, we do need to be realistic about Ben Simmons at this point of his career. He's no longer that young kid. He now and this team has championships aspirations. Yeah, we need to take this this kid seriously. Yeah, and he's just shown time and time again he makes improvements. He's gotten better every year. He I has. Think. He has. But in the most minuscule way, the one thing, and we've said it time and time again, he doesn't need to shoot threes. No. He just needs to shoot. He needs to get a mid range shot for Christ's sake. He doesn't have that. No. At all. And a I know floater he's, or a, a mid range jumper. He's got none of that because he could easily. Cut, a, cut across the tee. Cut across the key. That's really hard to say. Yeah. Cut across the key for a mid-range pull-up. He's taller than anyone that's guarding him, he's tall, or he's quicker he's quick, than the bigger guys. Powerful. Yeah. So all he needs to do is Iverson cut and pull up at the free throw line. He also can't hit free throws. Can't. Those Four two from fourteen things, in those, the game before tonight. Those two things will completely unlock him. But it may not. It may not. We may not ever get to see the Ben Simmons. Yeah, we may we feel not like get to see. He may not ever get to that point. Which is, uh, can you remember and or recall a player throughout our time watching the NBA, mm-hmm. a player's come in at this kind of caliber with this amazing skill set and potential for the most part, but then it's it's real. It's come to fruition that you're not going to be what we thought you were. I can't, off the top of my head, I can't recall anyone like Ben Simmons that came into the league, LeBron James heralded him as the prince of the league was going to be the next big thing, 6'11 point guard that could do everything, but can do so little. Years into the league, does so little. How long has he been in the league for? Four years? Four years, roughly. 2016, he was drafted, long. I believe. So four years he's been playing. It's not that long. It's not that long. But we've seen guys make more strides. Like because Everyone that, has a different path everyone has a different to the path, top of the mountain. But I'm speaking of where we held him. I know, I know. And that's where we have to hold him. Yeah. It's no, not, you're right. He's you're on a right. max deal. I can't give him the benefit of the we doubt. We can't and I'm rate like, him on a bell curve. No. We have to be fair. You know, we, we give guys like Tobias Harris crap 
because he's on a he's on a max deal, never averaged twenty points per game before that. He had to earn it. And you as know, a player, he a he's good, good but he's just not worth that contract. He's not worth that contract. But Ben Simmons is so much more than that. Yeah, he was meant to be the next big thing in the league, not the team, the league. Is and he's that not on being us? That. I don't think that's on us. Is that on our expectations for him? I think everyone's had these expectations for him. Now, when you say us, I assume you mean fans as well. Yeah, a whole. the gen the general yeah. public, not me and you. It's not no. our fault. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. But is this on us as fans for having that expectation of him to be the thing? Because we listen to LeBron and the media. It's so weird though. Like we see Ben Simmons get these games where it's 35 points, 12 assists, 15 rebounds. That's absurd. Yeah. That's a Jokic yeah, yeah, yeah. line, right? That's crazy. But then we see these games like today. Six points, four assists or something, five rebounds, like just really redundant numbers for a guy. 6'11", very quick, immense vision, best, one of the two best defenders in the league, hands down right now. But it's not, it's not working out. Like we see Gobert, okay, very limited offensively. I'm not going to say he's a good offensive player because he's not. He doesn't have any offensive skills. Mm -hmm. He just catches lobs and offensive boards. But he makes up for it on the defensive end to the point where usually no one wants to attack the basket. Today yeah. was different. Today was different. But with with Ben Simmons, yes, he's the most switchable player we've ever seen, probably in history of the league defensively. But I don't feel like, and this is maybe a me thing personally, but I, he, you can't utilize him offensively at all. Ben, uh, not Ben Simmons, like Capella, Gobert, these big guys catch, catch lobs. lobs. It's what Harden works so well with with these yeah. big guys historically. You can't do that with Ben. Ben doesn't... He's a, he's a good rim finisher, not a great rim finisher, especially at 6'11 and quick and strong. I just don't know where, where I sit with Ben Simmons and where he sits within the team. And we've said this before. Last season of this pod, we did a whole episode of the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. And we had the same discussion then and we're having the same, same discussion, discussion now. now. Joel Embiid is a superstar when he's healthy yeah. and when he wants to be. But he doesn't work when Ben Simmons is on the floor. Yeah. Ben Simmons is full court. Joel Embiid is half court. And they're both the best in those in their respective categories. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. But it they could have like we spoke about it before the pod and we'll speak about it now. They could have had James Harden. They could have had James with Joel Harden, Embiid. Like the best half court player. One of the best half court players in the league. Like love love or hate James Harden. One of the best ISO players yeah. and half court players we've ever seen. Yeah. It's, it's insane. And I, I don't know what the Philly front office sees in Ben Simmons. Like, maybe there is something. They, no, they you know? see that potential. They're still holding on to that potential. And he could still hit it, but he may never. Potential is yeah. a scary thing. Oh, it's so scary. It's because potential is time limited. Yeah. There's no... Oh, potential is yeah. three days, three years from us. No, potential is time limited. But there's no set time, but it will run out. Yeah, it will. And there is nothing more disappointing than, than wasted potential. And, and, and the scary thing is... When we were speaking with Atlanta about Atlanta last year, Can't okay, my fucking arm. <laughs> when we were speaking about Atlanta last year, yeah, we were saying they were on a timeline because of Trey. Yeah, they have to keep Trey happy, and it was a bit shitty that Trey was already a bit disgruntled. But I do appreciate a young player wanting to win. It's the same thing with Luca. Luca wants mm-hmm. to win, and I like it. Yeah, I like it when these win. young players want to win. I yeah. love it, even if it does create some rumblings within the team in the office. Um. But I don't know what the front office sees with Ben Simmons' timeline and Joel Embiid's timeline. Joel Embiid, this may be the best Joel Embiid we ever see. Because of his health, could always decline Maybe. at any moment. This could be 
his physical peak. And it Maybe was, not his skills yeah. peak, but it, at least yes. his physical peak. And it's very evident that it doesn't line up with Ben Simmons this year or last year. Yeah. And I, I don't know that thinking behind it. I understand that, like you said and I said, he's an immense talent. We don't know when he's going to hit that that peak if he ever does. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is his peak. I don't know. But it's it's a scary thing if you're a Philly fan, honestly. It, and it's the same thing with the Dallas fan, being a Dallas fan. You're immensely happy you've got Joel Embiid. You're immensely happy you've got Luka Doncic. But beyond that, that's a scary side. Yeah. I don't have anything else. And it sucks that now I'm putting Ben Simmons into that I don't have anything else category because... We don't want to lump him with Porzingis because he's not. He's not. Oh, no, God, no. I would rather Ben Simmons than Porzingis because... Yeah. As good as defensively as Paul Singers is, he's not Ben Simmons. Used to be. Ben's, he's, he's still good. He's, he is. He was one of the best defensive players throughout that series, purely because of his passing lanes and his knowledge on the defensive end. Still not, not as great as he used to be. But Ben Simmons is a phenomenal defensive mm. player. They're not even, not even close. But How long are we going to reiterate? Are they on the same timeline? Do they work together before a change is made? Cause, and I understand they've made other changes. They've yeah. changed the team up to suit both of them. They've got mm. a new coach. But at what point is that decision going to be made? Is it them if mm. they lose this like series to Atlanta? It could be because I see them. If they go to the conference finals, they make it, oh, let's just run it back. If they lose to Atlanta in game seven and they don't move off of Ben Simmons. If they don't make a big change. They have to move off of Ben Simmons. They, and it's not if, if they lost to Atlanta... And Ben Simmons played great. Keep Ben Simmons. I understand that there's something here to work on. He has played horrendously. Not just bad, horrendously. Okay? At this point, I don't care if they win the game seven. It clearly doesn't work. It depends on how Ben plays. Regardless of if they win or lose, it depends on how Ben goes game seven. And it... And this should be it to Ben as well. He has to prove it to not only to his Mm. team, to the league, to himself. Yeah. That he's capable of turning it on when he needs to. Yep. And Do you got, remember? Sorry. But sorry no, to interrupt go, go you. Uh, the Philly series two years ago when it was Jimmy Butler and JJ Redick and yep. Ben was on the bench during crunch time. Yep. He can't play crunch time minutes because he can't do anything. It's just hacker Ben at that point. Nothing has changed since then with his Nothing. game offensively. Nothing. We don't want to dwell on this, dwell on this too long because that'll be, we've gone well, through 20 minutes of the pod already. <laughs> but it, I mean, the, these are some of the biggest games being played right now. And I'll, I'll wrap it up soon. Not the pod, but the, the, the this, this discussion. discussion. This topic. But um, regarding Ben Simmons, is, is I don't see a reason for him to, to, for the team to keep him around. But the weird thing is, is the front office has been so trigger happy with making moves throughout the years. And I don't understand why they've not been trigger happy regarding Ben Simmons. Because it's trigger happy to try and get these two to work. Because if, if, if really sold on the on it. zero, zero, zero point one percent chance they can figure it out to get these two working, mm. that's it. Yeah. You know, they've figured it out. That's yeah. the biggest puzzle. They've, they've unlocked the league, essentially. It's just so risky. But it they're risking so risky. years and money and your and fans and everything on Potential another rebuilding process yes. if this fails. Yeah, they're taking a risk. And good on them for trying and not just sticking with the same roster. I, I applaud them making well, moves to try and figure it out. I appreciate it. I just feel like a lot of the moves they've made should have been different moves. Mainly Ben Simmons. I said this a year ago. Like, I, we literally have. And that's the frustrating thing about watching Philly. I adore Ben Simmons. I adore the Philly crowd. But Ben Simmons isn't it. And maybe it's just he needs a, a different coach. But, like, Doc Rivers historically has coached these kind of point guards. 
these pass-first point guards, Penny. these defensive-minded point guards. Penny Hardaway. And no, he didn't well, no, coach Penny. He didn't no. coach Penny, but Chris Paul, Rajon Rondo. It's true. Both all defensive point guards, both assist-leading point guards, which is what Ben Simmons is or could be. Yeah. But it, like even this whole series has been, I can't run Ben. I don't know how to run Ben. Like if we saw Rondo today, and let's go straight to this game, Utah and, and LA Clippers. Phenomenal yeah. game. Very, very exciting game. Very fun game. Um, we saw Rondo. If you're looking to rewatch threes. a game out of this series, like this uh, like round two of the playoffs, this is the one to watch. Oh, yeah. It was a really good back and forth game. This was really, really exciting. Like the first game I watched, the one is honestly kind of boring. Yeah. Like if you don't give a shit about either of his teams, it's kind of boring. Yeah. If you really only care about team basketball. The, the you know exciting I mean? thing about watching Atlanta is Trey Young. Like yeah. that, that is it. That's the excitement. But if you Trae don't Young, care about Atlanta and you don't care about Philly. Oh, but you could say that about anything though. I don't really care about the two teams that were playing just before and I'd love that game. Really? Yeah. Okay. I have no attachment to Utah or Clippers. I, I love I mean, watching that game. To be fair, there was there was one man that made a difference. That there made was that exciting. One man. One man. So we'll set it up. This is game six. Yep. Right? Clippers are up three to two. Yep. Kawhi's out with a knee injury. Won't be back for this series. Might not be back for the rest of the playoffs. We yeah. don't know. They're yep. they're they're keeping it very close to the chest about what's happening with Kawhi yep. and his health. Um Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley are back, although clearly not at 100%, especially Don. You know, you can see on oh, his was face hobbling. after after like a big shot, he's wincing, he's in pain. He was hobbling, man. Conley doesn't look himself. No. But you've got two of your starters back. Yep. And we thought, okay, Paul George is going to step up. Yep. Paul George is going to have to put the team on his back. And for that first quarter, he did. He was making passes, he was being aggressive, he was a yep. primary ball handler. He did a lot. And then something happened. Something happened. One a man, man walked onto the court. Stepped on that court. Put the ball in his hands. A second-year player called Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann made this happen. You guys all know it by now because it would be on every sort of media outlet. Everywhere. Terrence, Terrence Mann, second-year player, sophomore, ended up with how much? 39 points. 39, 39 points, points man. off crazy efficiency. Crazy. He went from like 7 from 10 from 3. It was like 15 from 19 or something from the field. In the third quarter, he scored 20 points. Crazy. Crazy. And, and the first quarter, he had 14 points. Yeah. Which was still phenomenal. Yeah. But it was, he was, it was kind of quiet. Yeah, yeah. And then in the second quarter, he had, I think, two points. In the third quarter, and we said this. So Utah were up 22 points going time. into the half. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell had 16 points in the first quarter. Speaking of another man in the in the oh. first half who popped off, JC. Yeah, so first quarter was the Donovan Mitchell show. 16 yeah. points in the first quarter, I believe. And then it was Jordan Clarkson second quarter had like 20, 21 points yeah. in the second quarter. Yeah. Absolutely insane. That put them up 22 points. At that time, uh, when we were watching it just before the half, um, Clippers had around 58 points. Uh, no, 48 points, I think it was. And uh, Donovan Mitchell and Jordan Clarkson almost had that just by themselves. It was absolutely insane what those two were doing. And we said, if the Clippers want to get back into this, it they have to come out the third quarter strong. Guns blazing as they initially did yep. in the opening minutes yep. of this game. And that's exactly what happened. Exactly what happened. Terrence Mann happened. Could not miss. He could Couldn't, not miss. It was absolutely... It, it seems like... Now, Paul George was playing great. Yeah. He was obviously the leader 
on this team defensively and offensively made great plays on both ends of, mm-hmm. the, of the court. This is exactly what you expected from Paul George uh, uh, and a player of this caliber finally getting back into a good rhythm mm-hmm. uh, in, in the playoffs because last year was, was not pretty was not at good all. For him. No. Um, but Terrence Mann was that guy. Yeah. Um, played great defense when he needed to play defense, which I wasn't expecting. No. Um, and obviously this is a career night. Yeah. And this was the night, you know, spoiler alert, but Clippers won. They knocked out the Utah Jazz and it's because of Terrence Mann. Literally, literally. It really is. If he, you, if we've already thought of the name of the pod, we just witnessed manslaughter. Oh, absolutely. Thank you, Adam, because for that one. I came up with Oh, that. was that you? I it thought was that was me. Adam. No, we'll give it to Adam. It was me. I we'll thought it was Adam. It was me. Thank you, Adam. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. But he was incredible. He was yeah. absolutely incredible. They Insane. needed someone to step up. And they had multiple step yeah. up. They had, so besides Terrence Mann, they had two, they were obviously Paul George, Reggie Jackson, I need to give a shout out to, 27 points, 10 assists. The man had no fear. He just Insane. went to the rim. Insane. And th- there's a lot to talk about with this game, ups and downs. Now, obviously, I- I'm a big Donovan Mitchell fan, probably mm-hmm. probably my favorite player in the league currently. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I love him as a leader. I love his relationship with Quinn Snyder and, and all the other guys, getting everyone going. Um, being that guy that you can go to um, in, in crunch time. Um, Donovan Mitchell, uh, just to confirm, had 39 points, nine rebounds, nine assists. Not the best efficiency. I think it was like 12 from 24, but a phenomenal He just game. needed to get shots up. He needed to, and he was obviously hobbling. He was injured. And the team was very lucky to have him on the court. It's a shame yeah. they lost. Um, but this Clippers squad was just phenomenal. So like you said, Terrence Mann couldn't miss, took, took everything on his shoulders. I'm a second unit. I don't care. I want to make the conference finals. First time they've made the conference finals in, in franchise history. Franchise history, fifty years, which is huge. A great game from Batum. Great game from Batum, offensively and defensively. Defen- and he he got cheated out on on one of those calls. It as was well. in the second quarter. Clarkson came in. He wasn't hitting any shots. Clarkson went for a three, and Batum uh, fouled him. All ball. I think. All I thought ball. it was clean. They challenged it. It got overruled. I still think it was clean. Yep. And that game, I said, this is going to give JC like the hype and the build up to go off. And it's exactly he what did. he did. Got like 20, 21 points. But in Batum that kept staying confident, got some blocks, got some steals, got some dunks, hit some threes. Yep. He just, it felt like he played 40 minutes. And Absolutely. he probably didn't. This was, this is what I, you know, when we think Batum, we think three and D. And it was, he hit some threes, but it really was his defense today that, that got everything going. He was a vet. He, that's exactly what he felt like today. He felt yeah. like the vet that knew where to be yep. on the defensive end of the court. Um, but my issue with this game, and I spoke about it while we were watching it, because I was befuddled by it, was was Quinn, some of Quinn Snyder's decisions, especially defensively. Now, you go back and watch this game, even watch highlights. Now, Reggie Jackson didn't really get going in the first half. No. The second half is really where he shined, especially in that fourth quarter, to try and close that out. Constantly, he would attack Gobert, and constantly, two things would happen. It would either get the bucket to fall, because for some reason, Gobert didn't look like him usual, his usual self. Usually, teams don't attack Gobert. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make a lot of sense, so I understand why. But Reggie Jackson was going at it. So, it either... Gobert always would obviously come up. That's what Gobert's yeah. great at. He steps up. Usually, teams back away. Yeah. They were going at And him. it wasn't a pick and roll with Gobert. Gobert oh. was on... Who sat back? Man. Terrence man, man was in the corner. Yep. He would stretch away, go towards the rim, be the help. Anybody either kick it out to man. Every fucking it. time kicked it out to Terrence man. And I don't understand. I could see this happening. 
you could see this happening. Adam could see this happening. Quinn Snyder couldn't. And that was the most frustrating thing watching this, wanting Utah to win, was I understand Gobert is a crucial player on the court. Mm-hmm. Okay, You even suggested maybe just take him out at this point. Because he wasn't having an impact yeah. defensively like at all. go small ball. Have played and they small were ball like the him. whole game. You, the, the big benefit of having Gobert on the court is not to get four or five blocks a game. It's for the fact that you don't attack the rim. Like they, you the attack the rim like 30% don't. less. It, yeah, exactly. It's it like forces prime, them to play perimeter ball a lot more than they normally would. Exactly. Perimeter, uh, prime Dwight Howard had the exact same thing. Yeah. Teams, there was a statistic, I can't remember off the top of my head now, but teams would drastically attack the lane less if Dwight Howard was under the rim. It's the exact same mm-hmm. thing with Rudy Gobert. He's just as good. Just as good. But they kept attacking him, forcing him out from Terrence Mann and kicking it out to Terrence Mann, who was just a sniper tonight. Absolutely, like I said, like five from seven. From three, which is insane numbers. He ended up like seven from ten. From three, seven from ten it? from three. Sorry. Yeah. Um, it Wild. was absolutely crazy, and that was the, my biggest issue with the defensive players on behalf of Utah and Quinn Snyder, particularly. I don't think anyone on Utah played particularly bad. No. You know, Conley obviously wasn't his usual self. He's injured. Yeah. He's just coming back from what is it, a hamstring it is injury it is. or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was rehabbing and he re-injured it. Um, so he came back earlier than he probably should have. Yeah. But they needed him. You needed it. They don't have another uh, a main ball handler. He's besides been their primary ball handler Don. for the whole season. Yeah. Um, and then Donovan Mitchell, obviously being injured, but he thirty nine points. What yeah. more do you want? He from He looked him? like he was on, on like fifty to sixty percent. Yeah, but he still came out and still did came it. out and balled. Mm-hmm. Tried his absolute hardest. Rose and there O'Neal. was some shots like he just how yeah. did he hit that? Yeah, he's, he's a crazy shooter. Mm. Um, Royce O'Neal played phenomenal defense on yeah, Paul like George at times. Absolutely crazy. Um, JC Joe Ingles played well when he played. Um, his defense jo- sometimes on Paul George was so, so good. good. Didn't matter. Didn't but- matter. Still great defense. Yeah. You've got to applaud it when you see it. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Jordan Clarkson played some of the best basketball we've seen from him. I don't know why he got phased out in, in, Can they play like in crunch minutes? time minutes because they needed to switch it up because, because every time Don would get the ball, they'd double team him yeah. and they'd try and force something to work. And the offense was stale. Jordan Clarkson would have been a good answer to that. It yeah. would have been worth a defensive risk because Gobert wasn't working. They kept attacking Gobert or kicking it out to Terrence Mann. They'd build build bigger on that lead. It didn't you make need, any in a, sense to me. In a, in a critical crucial game you need to make adjustments on the fly yeah. and they didn't do it quick enough they didn't do it they really yeah he didn't do it that's it's as simple as that i don't no, feel I think, like, I feel like they did it right at the end but it wasn't quick enough you need no, to be yeah. you need to be on it we we said and that separates a good coach from a great coach and a great coach from a hall of fame coach absolutely we said at this like it was towards the end of the game and it was like if they don't make a change now it's too late it, it would be too late to make a change whatever they do then that's exactly what happened it was too late for any change, and they just ended up having to do garbage time for a minute. Yeah, it was it was really sad to see, but I mean, Clippers deserve the win. They yeah. they played much played better. Their ball. Ass off. You know, with their best player out. Yeah, and I I, I can't hate him for that. Obviously, no. I wanted Utah to win, but Utah played the best basketball they could. Questionable decision making by Quinn Snyder, in my opinion. Usually, I don't doubt him too much, but um, I'm I, I would love to be on a fly on the wall in his decision-making prior to that game, he'd even drawn that game as to why he's, he's letting these plays happen and, and these decisions happen. It just didn't make any sense to me at I, all. Yeah, I'd love to get an insight into yeah. his thoughts. But um, the good news is, I mean, Ty Lue's now got some respect, which yeah. is good. Like, weren't we speaking about him the other night where it's like he's he found success with LeBron, but mm-hmm. obviously anyone that's coached by LeBron isn't really the coach. That's what everyone says. Every, the, the perception is that... You're not, it's the coach, right? Yeah. If you're LeBron's coach, you're going to be clowned. Even if you have success, you're going to be 
Like there'll be every, the general public will put a little asterisk. Yeah. But now we like Ty Lu's always been a good coach. I don't think he's a great coach, but we've got we've seen him this playoff series actually make changes and, and, and adjustments where they're needed. Mm-hmm. And it's the one thing that, that Budenholzer doesn't do. Starting small, like they started with Zubach as the starting center at the start of this series. Mm-hmm. And they slowly, actually no, very quickly phased him out yeah. and started running Marcus Morris or Batum as the starting center. Decided to go small ball against they, Rudy Gobert. And they changed it up quickly because they saw that Zubach was not yep. working. Yep. And it worked. And it fucking worked because he's willing to make changes yeah. on the fly. And I love it. I love to see that stuff. Um, so shout out to Tyloo. They've they've earned it. Um, they're going to be going up against Phoenix yeah. for the the Western Conference title. A wise man once said, "Suns, Suns in four. four. Suns I don't think four. it'll be a sweep. I think no. it'll be a five or six game series. But I still, I, I think Suns happening. are going to take yeah. it. Even without Kawhi Leonard, it's still going to be a dogfight. Yeah, absolutely. Who do you think is going to win that one? Suns. 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 So five to six for Suns. Yeah. I can see the same thing happening. Phoenix right five now. To six. Five to six game. Oh, yeah, five series. or six game series. Yeah, yeah Suns. That's, that's kind of what I see. They're too good. Chris Paul is looking like prime Chris Paul. Yeah. What did he what average last year? It was like 25 points, 10 assists. Something like that. Which is... Probably like two steals. Phenomenal Playing numbers. Playing great defense. Like, he's Chris Crazy. Paul. I've, 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 every time I back Chris Paul, I say he's still the point guard. He's still good. And he's showing it. But yeah. he never lost it. Never lost it. He never lost it. He's so fucking good. Devin Booker has been unlocked by Chris Paul, doesn't have to be the primary ball handler, doesn't have to be the playmaker. And DeAndre Ayton is playing the best basketball of his life. He's who I'm most impressed by. And he's going to really rip like... apart whoever's on defense. There's no one on that Clippers squad, apart from Kawhi, strength-wise can stand up to him. There's no one. With yeah, Kawhi yeah, out, Dwight, he's just going to bully him. DeAndre Ayton is is the big... He's going to be the biggest boy on that court. Yeah. Zubac doesn't have the skill set to keep up with DeAndre no. Ayton, no. in my opinion. Um, but that, yeah, I just think they're, they're outmatched, which is really weird to see. We, and I've said it plenty of times, you know, what, what's your most surprising thing this season? Phoenix were probably my third most surprising thing, mm-hmm. but the fact they've made it this far is the most surprising thing now. Mm-hmm. I really didn't anticipate them to make it to the conference finals. Yeah. I think mine was Phoenix, right? Yours was Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. Like they just, I expected them to be good, really, but really not good. this good. Yeah. No, I really didn't they're expect so them to be this good. good. So, and even um, like they've unlocked campaign. Yeah. My boy, Cameron Payne. That is the best nickname. Campaign? Ever. Campaign? Yeah. Hell yeah. Campaign for president? Hell yeah, man. I love it. I love His it. His presidential campaign? Like it's, yeah. They've unlocked him. And that's the reason they're winning. <laughs> He's but the nah. Terrence man of Phoenix. He's going to show up for 39 points, the seventh man. seventh year player. <laughs> um, but yeah, Suns in six. Like I, I, I think the Phoenix squad is very, very good. Would you say that... Michael Carter Williams was the original Terrence Mann. Came out, had his career night in his first night, Would and then you fell say off. Michael Carter Williams is the original Jeremy Lin. Ooh, that's a good way to put it. And that Terrence Mann is just Jeremy Lin of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> that's some big brain shit right there. All right, so you know how the the title of pod was manslaughter. Yeah. Now it's Michael Carter Williams is the Jeremy Lin of whatever the fuck it was that you said. I said he's the Jeremy Lin of the playoffs. It's going to be one of those two for the title probably. Oh, jeez. I'm not... No, it's going to be manslaughter because no one's going to click on a video that mentions Michael Carter Williams. Are you kidding me? No one's going to mention a one of Terrence Mann, Michael Carter Williams or Jeremy Lin. <laughs> like I mentioned... 
Michael Carter Williams and you grimaced like what? I and then I immediately thought of something better. <laughs> <laughs> so then obviously the other series going on is Brooklyn Milwaukee. Game seven. We'll mention it slightly because we've already gone on rants about it. I want to talk about it though. Okay, well, we'll go talk about the other series. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no other series. There's no That's other it. series. Because Phoenix is, is done. This is it. So, where do we start? <laughs> where do we begin? Where do we about. begin, oh wise one? Um, all right, so James Harden, one leg, still playing 38 minutes a game. Very impressive. So let, should we, we'll start with. The 50-point triple-double bonanza. 49-point. 49 49-point 49 triple-double bonanza. So with Kyrie out with a hurt ankle, with James Harden with a strained hamstring on one leg, played 42 minutes. Yep. Kevin Durant played 48 minutes, did not sit on the bench the entire time, that went from for 49-point triple-double. He is the most versatile scorer in oh. the history of basketball. Oh, scorer, yeah, for sure. Not the most versatile player, but in terms of putting the ball in the hole... He's the most versatile scorer in the history of the sport. I feel like we had this discussion recently, and I think, no, I don't agree with versatile. I think skilled, yes, not versatile. Versti- versatile, versatile means he can do... Everything. So you, you've got... Say you've got 10 ways of scoring. Yeah. Most versatile would have 10 ways of scoring. Yeah. That's versatility. I think he's 10 out of 10 at every way. He of can't post up. Yes, he can. No, he can't. He can't back down anyone. He backed down, then just turn around jumper. He's backing down small boys. It's still backing down. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. He doesn't have Jimmy... a hook shot. You're right. He doesn't have a hook shot. No, no one... The only person, I, and I'm not even joking, the only person in the fucking league that has a hook shot is Robin Lopez, for Christ's sake. That's how outdated that shot is. Ben Simmons last year or start of the season was actually doing hook shots and it was working. <laughs> until it doesn't. That's Ben Simmons. No, until he stops doing it. <laughs> but I think he's the most versatile scorer. In the history of the sport. Okay. And I think he's the most talented and skilled. He might be the best scorer in the history of the basketball. May okay. not have the accolades for it. I respect it. I don't agree with it, but I respect it. And if he... <laughs> if were he... <laughs> Budenholzer ran a scheme that allowed him to go off. <laughs> it's, it's weird, right? It's, it's not Steve Nash. Budenholzer helped Kevin Durant win this. For two and a half quarters, he said, we're going to play drop coverage if they do a pick and roll. And Katie said, sure, let's do that. Budenholzer said, I'm not going to put Drew Holiday on you at all to give PJ Tucker any rest. I'm not going to put Giannis on you. I'm not going to have them cover the big guys for if you try for a switch. I'm going to put DiVincenzo out there I'm going to leave Brooke Lopez in the drop coverage and we'll see how you do. And he says, yes. And he says, I will do that. Thanks, bud. Thanks, bud. <laughs> I'm not going to take a rest because this is easy. It really is. And I, you texted this to me and I texted back. Like, obviously, Durant had one of the best games he's ever played in his career. It was incredible game on his it's, part. It's like a... Pl- is but I, I texted wild. back and I'm like, more than anything, Budenholz is so disappointing. So, so disappointing. There's two sides to look at it. It and, really is. And it, you can easily see both sides. It's like one of the best playoff performances in history and one of the worst, I'm not making any changes. One of the most stubborn coaching decisions it really in history. Is. It really is. It's either my defense is going to work or you're going to stop scoring, which comes first. <laughs> and he didn't stop scoring. That's bad. Because like other players, yeah, maybe. 
Like, if you're not going up against one of the greatest ever, you, yeah, he's, he's going to stop landing the shots. Yep. But... Well, it's, it's a thing like Terrence Mann, for example. Eventually, he'll He's stop not going to go off for 39 every night. No. It's not, you can play drop coverage on Terrence Mann. It's yep. not going to matter yep. two games into a series. This is Kevin Durant. You know Kevin, who he is. You know who he is. I don't understand it. And I we had this discussion, and for the most part, I think you agreed with me. Mm-hmm. I think Budenholzer is the worst playoff coach I've seen in my time watching the NBA at this level of competitiveness. I'm not talking about those eight seed teams. They don't count. No, in terms of a competitive playoff no. team, you might be right. Like he just I may not think of any right he now. He doesn't but. make any changes. He plays random and I'm so sick of fucking saying it. But why say I'm trying to make my team play random? Your team should not play random. No. Your team needs to have an offensive scheme. You can't play ISO ball. So stop playing ISO ball. Drew Holiday doesn't play ISO ball. Middleton doesn't play ISO ball. Giannis doesn't play ISO, but they need to be set up. That's why we put this team together. Yeah. We play five out for a reason. Yeah. I don't I don't get it. And Brooklyn play ISO ball because they have three phenomenal ISO players. That's the ISO ball team. That, that's the, coach them, bud. Fuck. I don't know what he wants with this team. Watch him go to Brooklyn and be like, no one's playing ISO. We don't play ISO. Yeah. Watch him be assistant coach next uh, year because he's going to get fired, and I hope so. I, do, I think this will be his last year. Like this, I, I I haven't had unless a coach they win the chip like this. I think this will be his last. I just year. want him gone because I want him gone it, so badly. It, it, to me, it's just stubbornness to mo- to not it make is. changes. No, it, it absolutely is. I agree with you, hundred percent. the The thing that that really frustrates me here is I, I'm a big fan of Giannis. All right. You're not so much. Mm-hmm. He obviously has limited capabilities offensively, but what he's great at is the best at. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't help when Bud doesn't want to improve any of that. Bud doesn't want to change that. It's Giannis, do your thing. And I'm sick of it. Mm-hmm. I want to see... I, I love it when these coaches empower and teach. Bud doesn't teach. He, it's like when you get that reinforcement of, of the wrong kind. It's, it's like, if you're doing something shitty and it's wrong, instead of telling you, hey, that's wrong, do it this way, I say, it's all right, you'll get there eventually. Yeah. That's what I feel like this Bud and Giannis thing is, and it's, I'm sick of it. Drew Holiday, they, they gave up so much for Drew, and Drew's a phenomenal player, one of the best defensive on-ball guards in the league, mm-hmm. understands defensive anchor. This team is built to be one of the best defensive teams mm-hmm. in the league, and they are, but that's not enough. They need to get him involved offensively. He can't play ISO ball. I did, oh, another thing I didn't mention. Harden obviously played 42 minutes in that game. He was out there as a decoy. He was like 15% on one leg. Yep. And they left Drew Holiday on him the whole time. Yep. Harden scored like two points. Yeah. yeah, he got like eight assists, but he's only there as a decoy. Yep. Don't put Drew Holiday on him. There's no point. What's he saving his energy for? Like this, is, It's like he doesn't understand. Budenholzer wants to save energy. It's like he's so energy efficient. Always wanting to say he's a panel. fucking hybrid. That's what he is. He's a fucking Kia hybrid. He just wants to save energy for some reason. But when's he going to disperse it? When's he going to use it? Sure, he's taken off the minutes restriction, but everyone's playing on the wrong people. And then in game six, they play great. <laughs> they play this. And, and I, we said this before the pod as well. When Brooklyn come out, it's 15 points. Brooklyn have two or four points. They're coming out guns blazing. Second quarter, it's the polar opposite. Steve Nash comes out guns blazing and Milwaukee don't know what to do. And then it goes back and forth, back and forth until one team gets stomped. And it's it's such weird. And, because and, it's like, I'm, it's, we have a defensive team, highly 
defensive team and a highly offensive team. Yep. And say, like, I'm going to play basketball. 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 Yep. And eventually, one team wins. Yeah, and I think it's it's Brooklyn have gotten this far because they understand what they excel at. Yeah. Where I don't, I don't think Milwaukee understand that yet. And I don't, th- I don't think, and the main reason I'm frustrated at Bud, which I didn't get to before, is we, we love Chris Middleton. He's an all-star talent, mm-hmm. but some, a lot of times he doesn't get utilized properly or he has an off night that, that mm-hmm. happens. But Drew Holiday obviously is not having a great year. No. Giannis should be a lot more dependable right now and reliable, but he's not. And it, it is because of Bud. You know, if, if you put a, a play, like I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, even take Nate McMillan on this team that understands how to run a team. These these players look different. Yeah, you know, take Quinn Snyder, where Mike Conley started off really rough. It's true, but Quinn Snyder eventually got him into rotation figured and figured it out. Give Give Stan Van Gundy this team. Watch them Thanks. suffocate. Why did Stan Van Gundy get fired? Bud is the opposite to Tibbs. Really is the opposite to Tibbs. Tibbs knows playoff basketball, yep. run players into the ground, and understands defense. Bud is the opposite of that. It, it really feels like Bud's trying to learn on the fly. Really, that's what it feels like with Bud. God, Stan Van Gundy, for those who know, Stan Van Gundy is leaving Pelicans or has yeah. left the Pelicans organization. He's gone. Ooh, he's a great defensive coach. One year. Build a fucking wall. I do. You, did you um, have any feelings towards this firing of... Are we going to that? Are we recapping anything for... Let's, let's No, let's finish off. Game seven is up tomorrow for Milwaukee, Brooklyn. Who's your pick? I do think Milwaukee are going to win. And it's purely because James Harden's on one leg. They have no Kyrie. I, Joe Harris is non-existent. I Bruce Brown hasn't been that great. Joe Harris shooting like 10%. Kyrie's yeah. out. Harden's on one leg. I don't think KD can do 50-point triple-double again. As much as I love him, that's like... And it may not be can enough. Can you do it twice in one series? Yeah. And even in that, we'd had a 50-point triple-double. It was like a one-possession game. Yeah. And we just saw... Chris um, Middleton and Giannis. points from Middleton. You know, so, so it's, it's, it's I, in them. It's unfortunate, but you know? I think... It's, oh, no, it's unfortunate that they're injured. I think Bucks are going to pull this series out and go on to yep. conference finals. Yep. It really was. Brooklyn, if they don't win this, it's like the monkey paw, right? Give me three Hall of Famers, mm-hmm. and then it curls, but two of them are going to be injured. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, it, it sucks to see. I, w- I would like to see Bucks at full power versus Brooklyn, um, full, Brooklyn power. full power, but it's, it's like a shame. like when we play 2K and we turn off injuries yeah. to get everyone's at their full thing. That's what you yeah. want. But... Yeah, but it's a shame that two are injured and they've got buds, so who knows. So we'll move on. Uh, there's been a lot of changes throughout the personnel. Mm-hmm. Coaching staff and whatnot in the league. We'll start with nowhere. Stan Van Gundy. The season hasn't even finished. I know. There's there's already been trades. It's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, that's the weirdest. Yeah. So we'll talk about Stan Van Gundy. Did he quit or was he fired? I think he was fired. Which is Um, fucking weird to me. Now, how do you feel about the season that New Orleans played as a whole? Um, up and down. They had a good year last year. It was looking promising. Um, and again, this is your second year with Zion, second year as an all-star Ingram, brand new head coach their first year, a yeah. seasoned coach you know is very competent. Yes. And he's gone. Gone. I don't understand it. I personally think New Orleans looked really good this year. They Three, were on a path. They were on a path. That That's why, yeah, that's why I think they're really good. They look like, wow, given two years, they actually might make the playoffs. They have a direction and they were going yep. to it. And now I don't know. And I, I hear things, 
and, and it's unfortunate about Zion's camp saying he's unhappy with New Orleans. Second year in the league, and it's really weird to hear that. I've never mm. heard that before. Um, and he's wanting to move on or some you know, rumblings of, of stuff. I don't know if it's true, but generally when you hear these things, generally it's true at this point. I realize that the more the league progresses, the more the rumors we hear are true are because true. there's just intel everywhere at every yeah. corner. Um, so that's a bit unfortunate to hear that he's not getting along with the coaching and, and the, the front office. Um, but mainly Ingram, I'm hearing, is a big issue. Um, he didn't get along with Stan Van Gundy because um, I don't know that people are taking this one of two ways. But uh, apparently Ingram didn't get along with the defensive scheme that Gundy was running. And I trust the coach's decision for that. He's a veteran coach. He understands defense. Even, okay, so you should always trust your coach. Even if your coach is awful, he's your coach. Yes. You do what he says when he's in charge. Yep. And I, I back a coach fully. I back, like, even if Bud doesn't change it, you do what Bud says. You know what I mean? And it's a thing you will, you should always do exactly what coaches says and you trust them and you back them. If, you know, you have bad success, then you if you fully committed and if everyone fully commits to the mm. same thing, you then realize that what you were doing as a team does not work. Yeah. If it, that's exactly what it is. If, if the results on the floor show that this isn't working, the front office is going to see that. Yes. They're going to see, okay, we but need to change. if you half ass it and you don't go along with it fully, you're not proving anything. Yeah, and you're going to look like the issue. You're looking like an issue, exactly. Yeah, and, and it just looks like an immaturity thing. Yes. I, I think Ingram does have some growing up to do, unfortunately. He He's a very, very talented player, but it's not enough. It's not enough. He needs to continue to grow. He's why... not talented enough where he can start acting like this. No, not at all. And very few have that Very that few pass. can. Um, and usually people at that level understand that, you know, that doesn't fly anyway. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, I don't understand what's going on in New Orleans and it's a shame to see, but that's not even a the very worst young of it. Team. The weirdest situation in my opinion is Dallas. What is going on in Dallas? Yeah, I don't know. So Rick Carlisle, Carlisle after what, 13 years? Yeah. Gone. Yeah. No he longer left. the head coach. And he left. He didn't get fired. Yeah. He left. Yep. Um, we looked. We had Donnie Nelson, who's the uh, basketball uh, head of basketball operations, left. Yep. Um, and you hear rumblings of Luka. players not getting along, specifically Luca with uh, Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle, someone in the front office. Apparently, um, one of the guys in the front office, which is trying to run things, is really good friends with Mark Cuban, and apparently they linked up on the business side of things, on the basketball side of things. So that's causing friction because the one that's trying to make those decisions doesn't actually understand decisions yeah. like, like a Carlisle would, for example. Yeah. Um, even a Mark Cuban for that matter. But that's where these business business owners business and can basketball. clash. Yeah. You know, they're two different entities. You want completely. a basketball person making basketball decisions and a business person yeah. make business decisions. It's like, like a Bob Myers for, for Golden State knows basketball you were saying this before he really knows basketball yeah and it always ends up poorly if you guy got a guy like um the what the owner of uh nicks if he starts making decisions Oof, i haven't heard his I don't name even in a while his name and I'm happy. I'm happy. <laughs> it's been perfect, a while <laughs> he shut his mouth um but yeah when he was trying to make decisions it was ugly yeah you know you i like it when people leave the basketball decisions to basketball, basketball minds people. yeah and it, it sounds like it's, that's not always the case in Dallas. Yeah. 
and it's really tricky with with Luca because he is a phenomenal generational talent mm-hmm. and you need to do everything to keep him happy. It also seems like he's a bit of a diva and very opinionated. Oh, he is, for sure. Yeah. Which is a tricky but, minefield to walk through. Yeah. But but Ingram versus Luca. Luca. Exactly. <laughs> it's a different over. tier. Yeah. And this is where we just said you're not good enough to really have that mentality yet. Luca is. Yeah. I would rather him not have that mentality. Yeah, don't be a diva. But is that good where it's <laughs> like good. I'll work through it, Luca. Yeah. Give me some time. And I feel like that's maybe what they're going through at the moment. It sucks that Chris Stapps is an utter failure right now. And the rest um, of the team is like, what is this? Timmy Hardaway Jr. Timothy Hardaway Jr. is their second best player. If only you could trade away everyone except Tim Hardaway Jr. and Luca. Yeah. Like have a complete sale and then get try and get Seth the best Curry. things you can. Yeah. Why they let him go, man. He's I so think, good. I think they, they traded him, did they not? I believe so. Like why? Josh Richardson? Because <laughs> they wanted defenders. Yeah, but uh, they need a bit of everything right now. They really, really do. Um, I don't know what's going on there. It, it's actually quite worrying if I'm a Dallas fan. They've got time. This will be a long off season. They do. I mean, Luke is still very young. He hasn't even signed his extension yet. Uh, but he's going to be up for a max extension, which is, I think, $201 million, yep. which is the biggest rookie extension in history. Yeah. And absolutely insane. That's crazy amount of money, but he's earned it. He's earned it. <laughs> he's absolutely Which is it. so weird. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> um, uh, we had a trade already. We'll, we'll touch on that real quick. Oh, shit. Boston Celtics had traded Kemba Walker. Uh, for the Godfather. <laughs> for Al Horford and Al Horford's back. Um, uh, didn't uh, Look, the moment they, so the moment they got rid of him, they started playing worse. <laughs> it's really funny because... When Brad Stevens became uh, president of operations, whatever you want to call they it, immediately got there were already, back. yeah, there were already rumors of like, he's looking to make a trade already. A week later, he made a trade and got Al Horford back. <laughs> he knows what he wants for a basketball it's team. It's so crazy. So, so um, Celtics traded Kemba Walker, the number number 16 overall pick and a uh, in the 2021 draft. And a 2025 second round pick to OKC for Al Horford, Moses Brown, and a 2023 second round pick. It really was to offload that Kemba contract. It really was. And I understand it. Kemba's hasn't it, worked out. It wasn't working for Kemba in Boston. Yep. Kemba's a great player. just wasn't working there. Yep. It's fine. It happens. Yep. Um, and then what was it? Uh, I think that's... Is that the biggest... I, I think that's the only real big trade. The only one worth noting. Or was there any others? Uh, yeah, no, I think that that's it. I mean, there, there's more. I'm not going to spend time going through yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Um, but that, that's been the biggest news for the past week and a half. Oh, I love it. I we'll love be back to weekly time. pods. I just, I love how Brad Stevens, like, I want this job and you're gone he in a week. Waited no fucking time. We knew Brad no. Stevens was going to be good basketball GM. We just didn't know how good. We'll find out soon. I, I want to know what his, his goal is. Because obviously he's making this moves in preparation for another move. Recreate that 2018 roster yeah. that they went to the playoffs. I mean, this is, you know, like obviously the goal isn't to actually have Al Horford on the team, but no, don't give me that look. That's a lie. They traded for him. Yeah, because it's it's the how many years left? Two years. I think so. Two years. Yeah. It's better than the four years on Kemba's deal. Yeah. But there's there's no way it's like this is going to improve our roster. No, that's not happening. Not at all. We'll, we'll finish it up there. 
um, yep. we'll, we'll wrap up the podcast. We're an hour in. Is like the quickest hour. It's good to be back after a after a week break. Um, the playoffs are going hot. Conference finals very very soon. We'll be either talking about them or possibly wrapping up a series. Oh, we'd probably we'd be wrapping up a series. In conference, from the conference. Oh, not for the conference finals. No, no, we're wrapping up the old series and talk about the conference finals next no. week, and then we ever closer to the NBA finals. Yeah, and yeah. then we'll have a long off season, which will be needed. Yeah, you know what's gonna suck is I'm not gonna be able, to, not going to be able to take off time off work for an important finals game. Same. Same. We really both started sucks. new jobs recently. Yeah. So. so no annual leave. No yeah. annual leave. No. Unless we just don't go. Don't go to work. Yeah, call up that's sick. it. That's it. My, my, my advice to the kids, my advice to the kids, if you don't want to go to work, just don't go. <laughs> and if you think I'm serious, you probably shouldn't be working anyway because you're an idiot. I'm going to be honest. If you <laughs> take that advice seriously, don't take you're probably an idiot. <laughs> um, oh God, no, don't. But if you've made it through this far of the pod, thank you very, very much. It's the favorite part of our week every week. We are on all your favorite streaming platforms, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Groove Shark. Uh, you said that groovy. Groovy. Yeah, I like it. Oh, you get me hard. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are on I just Facebook and Insta. What? For the audio listeners. That got weird. You got yeah. silent and I said that's making me hard. I was just bobbing They're my head. They're going to have no idea what's going on. Yeah, listeners. you're going to be bobbing your head. My, yeah, I know. I that's just what you're swaying doing. my head left and right. Yeah, that's what they all say. Um, thank you very much. <laughs> Tell your friends about us. Like, rate, subscribe, thumbs up. Uh, if you want a coffee mug, which aren't here, that are the low block, let us know. Leave a comment. Do all the stuff that would get people to listen to us more. <laughs> yeah, and I hope your loved ones didn't listen to this episode because I ended really weirdly. That it, it started weird. Yeah, it, it did start weird. Yeah, you, you made me wheeze. <laughs> <laughs> wheeze? <laughs> we are I'm weeb. broken. And my arm really hurts because I fell on it yesterday. Yeah, yeah, you say that. I know what you were doing, you weeb. I know what you were doing. I fell on my way to work. <laughs> Everyone saw. One of my coworkers so saw. You're so old, man. I'm just when, clumsy. When is the last time anyone has ever seen a guy that's 27 years old just fall on their back walking and it was, damn the near fracture their arm? And it was a, a metal grate. And I went, I said, I saw the light, the sky, and I saw the Lord. He said, yeah, you're you fallen, son. You saw Jesus. <laughs> and he's like, you're fallen down. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I tried to brace myself, and now I can't straighten out my arm. Oh, geez. I guess you've been doing a lot of this. I've oh, been doing a yeah. lot of this. Whenever Trey Young hits a shot. Yeah, oh, yeah boy. boy. <laughs> you pull up all the time. <laughs> 90% of your shots. You know what re- must be really depressing? What? Is you can't do the ice in your veins. No, you do it the other way. <laughs> Ice in the, the wrist. <laughs> Ice <I'm>, in the wrist. <laughs> and my voice is shot. I can't do sheesh. Yeah, geez. What did you do this? <laughs> Adam just sheesh from the other room. Yeah. So Adam, I know you can hear me. Please get in on an episode. <laughs> yeah. He's in the other room. He just didn't want to join us. We have a fold-out chair. It's the perfect spot. I can't even there. say I provided that. He provided me he the fold-out chair. That. But we're going to wrap it up here. I did the, yeah. intro, the outro like two minutes ago. That's Thank it. you very much. I'll see you all next week. Love you all. Bye.